welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we got a ton of news, plus a bunch of other information from outside sources like community creators, uh, some different interviews, all these things and more on this week's episode of Keel Hall Podcast. Pirates. First up, I just want to say if my voice sounds a little different, it is because I am coming off of a really nasty cold, uh, something that my wife took a week off to try and get rid of. And uh, of course, if you were ever around anyone uh, that that's sick, you you know you're you're gonna get sick. So obviously, you're gonna get a little darker, deeper voice than naturally. But I did want to cover a lot of the different things that are coming out this week and. All of it kind of prefaces the next tall tale that we're getting March 11th. We're getting a new update March 11th. It looks like it's going to be awesome. It's called the Heart of Fire. They have the the Sea of Thieves news came out, revealed a lot of information about some of the stuff that's going to be coming out this update, and also the Heart of Fire trailer. Now, if you haven't gotten a chance to go watch this uh, and you have time to do it right now, obviously if you're if you're driving or you're at work, don't do it right now. But later on, you should definitely go check out the Tall Tale trailer for Heart of Fire because this looks epic. It looks like it's a mix between uh, something out of Temple of Doom and the Goonies. Uh, it, it's it's amazing. There's so much to to kind of unravel with just the, the tidbits of information that we got from this update. So looking at the Heart of Fire, it looks like we are finally going to be diving into the depths of the world. Um, there's, there's Obviously, this looks like it's going to be taking place out in the roar. If you take a look at the, the videos, it shows a lot of that, that crystal crag that kind of glows with the, the, the embers of, of like a volcano and there's a lot of lava lying around. But there are subtle things in this that are just so cool. Some of the different traps that they have. Um, I'm looking at the giant anchor. Now, this is the first major like anchor trap that we've seen. It's a giant pendulum that swings by and it just kind of goes uh, back and forth as, as, as you have to try and jump past it. Uh, and I love these kind of things. You see this a lot in other games um, that, that are kind of trap based with like Tomb Raider, Uncharted, uh, God of War, things like that. Uh, the biggest up change to the to this tall tale, though, with the traps is the new fire trap, which absolutely looks awesome. There's jets of fire. I don't know how these are created. Obviously, it's going to be kind of magical in nature, but it looks like a series of sequenced fire jets that you have to try and navigate through. And the biggest deal about these is that it's not going to be like blades or spikes where it's an instant kill, something you could feasibly just run through. And if you have enough fruit or meat on you, then you can just kind of eat your way through that damage uh, for those of us that are, are less coordinated. Obviously, many of you who have played with me during the Tall Tales know that uh, stationary traps are basically my bane. <laughs> if, if it's stationary and it can kill you in one hit, there's a good chance I'll die to it. Um, it's kind of like walking into a parked car. Uh, needless to say, this looks like it's going to be probably one of the coolest updates, and I'm I'm really looking forward just to seeing how this will tie into the lore. Obviously, as we get closer and closer to uh, Flameheart, 
we're starting to see more of that story kind of unravel. And this is something that they specifically said will lead into that cinematic feel that started with the Seabound Soul. Now, if you remember Seabound Soul, that was with Captain Arthur Pendragon or Sir Pendragon from the Black Witch on Shipwreck Bay as we followed him and the tale of two ships that were being chased by uh, one of the Ashen fleet and come to find out that Ashen fleet was actually taking uh, a, a, a person, Flameheart's body, his skeleton, to one of the uh, one of the, the islands out in the Forsaken Shores and deposited it there until we found it and then released his spirit uh, via Pendragon. Um, I'm imagining that we'll probably uh, find out a little bit more about how that kind of builds into this story and what's going to happen in the next update, just kind of giving us more lore information and telling us uh, like what's going on with Flameheart, if we'll actually see him or if we're just going to be kind of getting further along till uh, later on when they finally reveal like the big cinematic event. But This is a Pirate Survival Awareness Notice. Due to an unfortunate outbreak of coconut fever, many pirates have recently become disoriented on the seas. Currently, this is something that the Duke is aware of, and attempts are being made to quarantine the issue. At the present time, it is recommended that you switch to a different type of fruit or an all-meat diet. Recent discussions regarding the fever have brought on a list of symptoms you will want to keep aware of when coming in contact with other pirates. Symptoms may include, but are not limited to, mild to severe use of dropping the anchor, burning pineapples, forgetting to talk like a pirate on Talk Like a Pirate Day, and forgetting to sell collector's chests. Many, under coconut fever, have also been seen confused and unaware of where to sell reaper's bounties as well as reaper's chests, leaving them abandoned on outposts. While it is unclear how or when the coconut fever came to Sea of Thieves, many suspect that the recent introduction of the Amethyst Soul Capuchin, which was gifted to all pirates who were prime to twitching, are the cause. While there is no current correlation between the Capuchin and coconut fever, it is recommended to reduce interactions with the primates. At the current time, there is no cure for coconut fever, and all we can offer is knowledge. Knowledge is power, and all we can hope for is that pirates will be safe on the seas. So I think that's how we're going to be able to find Flameheart. That'll be pretty cool. Sorry, what was that? It's a, it's a PSA over the... Oh, I'm not going. I'm not going to go over that story again. All right, we'll we'll just we'll just pick it we'll just pick it back up where we were. Okay, we'll just go back into the tall tale. So, as a result of this new tall tale being introduced, it is really clear that Rare has learned from the past events and player feedback. A lot of us uh, have done the tall tales, and a lot of us were kind of loathing the idea of having to do them five times in a row, especially since it's the same exact tall tale. 
this is definitely different. Uh, with the Seabound Soul, we saw that we were only having to do that three times, which made it a lot easier to complete in the full capacity. And with this one, it looks like it's going to be similar. Um, I don't have confirmation, obviously, but just based on the design of having three different paths that you can choose to go through for your pirate uh, to, to be able to kind of do the commendations for this, it seems like you may only have to do this three times and get a unique experience each time, something that I actually really appreciate. Or if you're looking to beeline these commendations and you don't necessarily care about doing them all differently uh, when you go into them, you can just pick one, get really good with it, and then complete the uh, the other times during that or through that same path, which uh, I like. I like if there's an easier one to do or not, or just have some variance to it. I really love what they're doing with these tall tales. It's, it's amazing to kind of add this flavor to Sea of Thieves, which if you remember when we started, it was all about just completing voyages to get to Pirate Legend. So with this, um, the tall tale is going to be out on March 11th. I don't know that we can really speak to too much else until we kind of get our hands on it. And we can actually dive in and see what little tidbits of lore, if any, are there and why we're actually going into the the, the heart of fire. Um, obviously, this is all kind of leading towards the same end game. But uh, I'm kind of surprised that we're not getting a little bit closer to Flameheart sooner rather than the current rate that we're doing it now. All right, Pirates, next up on today's docket, just covering some more information about the Sea of Thieves news video that we got. Uh, something that I think a lot of people are going to be excited for is the crunch outfit, uh, the crunch weapons and the crunch outfits for your pets. Now, this is something that I know a lot of people have really enjoyed. Uh, the, the whole, you know, crunch eating a banana full peel and all that. It's, it's been something that is been tied to Sea of Thieves since its inception, since the beginning, uh, we had, um, Griffin, uh, McElroy who, who ate a banana on screen live while trying to play it off as though nothing happened. I think it was for Polygon and, uh, I've eaten one twice in the past, uh, both for, for good causes for good cut. I didn't have a good cause for it, but, uh, we, we, we want to be able to respect the crunch. And, uh, with that, you're now going to be able to dress up like a banana. So I know a lot of the banana crew and the banana thieves out there are going to really enjoy themselves uh, running around in these yellow outfits uh, that are really themed well. I, looking at the weapons, the, the sword banana, the, the eye of reach banana, they all look great. And um, I'm kind of debating because I, I want to see what else comes with the update uh, before I start dropping ancient coin on stuff right away. Uh, but I really like that they're, they're doing this. They're giving us something that's a little more kind of community driven instead of um just more different uh things like that so um with this update we're getting the two new uh weapons we're getting the chain shot as well as a new blunder bomb which is a new throwable which it looks kind of insane i, I don't even honestly know like how this is balanced i just looking at it it looks like this is going to be the most ridiculous thing ever <laughs> when dealing with other pirates and 
I was watching the uh, the Sea of Thieves news and it had um, Pedro uh, on it or Pedro DBR, who it was nice to see that we were getting some uh, variety from the community to kind of represent some of the uh, discussion around um, some of the different uh, things that are coming to the game. First, if you guys remember uh, Falcor, who uh, I'm hoping to, to get on next uh, episode so we can kind of talk lore wise about the game uh, for next week. Um, he was able to do uh, the 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 sea news stuff, and this time it was Pedro kind of explaining the blunder bomb. It looks cool in concept. Like I like the idea of being able to knock people back. You know, we've lost some of that knock back with uh, weapons, and and having the ability to choose when to do that is nice. Um, the concern I have is giving us so many tools that it's hard to well and i mean this is fine for pc players because pc players generally have stuff mapped to the number keys so it's not too hard to cycle through them but i i really am worried about how uh console players will will manage this especially if you don't have an elite controller your options really are just to have uh the the throwables mapped to like one of the d-pad directions like i know when i usually play i usually have specific items mapped to the d-pad fruit is usually one of them or food is usually one of those so i I can imagine i'll probably have to shift something like my shovel or my speaking trumpet to something else or just have to, to use that on the radio and make sure that one of my directional pad buttons is dedicated to throwables so that I can cycle through uh, the firebomb and the blunderbomb. It's a, a cool idea. I love the idea of being able to knock people off ladders. Um, I, lock, I like the idea of being able to knock people off the anchor and it's definitely disruptive. But the fact that this actually has functionality against ships as well as pirates is what I think is really really the key thing here being able to throw a ship who's uh kind of got good good say if they have a good broadside on you and they have good cannoneers it is extremely tough to try and uh get them to keep to keep from just putting so many holes in you but having a blender bomb knocks them back it kind of messes with them and much like a wave it really disrupts uh just how well they can actually aim so if you cycle in a blunder bomb into your your cannon shots, then you can really change the the the, the course of a battle when actually fighting someone. You can really knock them off uh, their their kind of game, which I love. I love the idea that this is kind of a nice defensive item as well as an offensive item. Um, just just the idea that you can you know kind of use it to your your advantage when fighting another ship but also keep people from boarding your ship is nice uh it's going to be good for for flushing out tuckers if you want to disrupt them it's also going to be really good at disrupting people who are sword lunging you uh or trying to use an eye of reach if you can chuck one of these at someone who's scoping down on you um it's going to help kind of knock them off the ship or just knock them off balance and they won't be able to scope so It'll also kind of give you some space too. say if someone's running at you with a blender bus and you have one of these in hand, it will kind of knock them back, preventing them that that one kill shot, uh, which could definitely help balance some of the the blender bus out there. Some of the people like myself included definitely feel like the blender bus is uh, very dangerous if you if you were able to get a sniper off and then a blender right afterwards the double gun is definitely a very scary thing if in the right hands um 
there's a lot that's coming in this update. This update is probably going to be the biggest update that we see or have seen since the monthly cadence has come. Um, I think the biggest concern for a lot of players is just the quality versus quantity. Uh, we're getting constant updates and obviously I've, I've expressed this in the past that I'm concerned about bugs. So I'm just hoping that with this update, we aren't introducing a lot of new tools that in turn bring about a lot of different bugs. Um, something that I think if people are going into the insider build and testing properly, that that feedback can come to the game and actually help out. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of changes recently in the insider build and people should definitely be getting in there to test it out to see what it's like and to make sure that they are happy with the way rare is looking to implement new things and if you're not then to express your criticism your well-constructed criticism on the forums in a way that helps inform your reasons for why you don't like it instead of just blindly saying no i don't like it but if you get a chance, I definitely recommend it. I've seen a lot of people going out there and getting the uh, further Silver Blade cosmetics. A lot more of those have come out as people have stuck to doing that one hour a week. Uh, bear in mind that one hour is per week. You can't do two hours uh, and skip a week. Um, you have to do an hour a week if you want to continually progress through that because you're getting uh, 3,000 gold for two weeks and then I think the third week is the cosmetic. Um, don't quote me on that because it's been a while since I've taken a look at the reward system, but that's kind of the cadence I remember it being. All right, pirates, next on today's docket, let's move away from the Sea of Thieves video that we got and move into some of the extra stuff that has come around since the actual or since last week's episode. I found a couple articles that I think would be interesting for the fans of Rare, the actual company. Uh, if you go on to MV or excuse me, MCVUK.com, there was a business article that came out regarding uh, one of the rare staffers, George O'Keefe, and how he kind of talked about um, some of the different things that he's actually done in the game society. I can't remember if I mentioned this on last week's podcast um, towards the end, I think. I think I did, so I won't go too deep into it, but just again, really cool to see that other people are getting um, different kind of uh, uh, interviews out there to kind of let people know more about who some of the rare staff are. Uh, I'm going to have a link to that article in the show notes if you'd like to read it. It's probably maybe five minutes worth of read, so it doesn't take too long. But there is another interview that I didn't get a chance to dive into the way I wanted to, unfortunately. Um, so this is coming to us from the Sound Test, which is a sound-based sound podcast. Uh, they recently did an interview, uh, episode number eight, with uh, Sea of Thieves with Robin Beanland, uh, talking about some of the different challenges with creating uh, music and sound effects for the game. It was a really, really good listen. Um, I got pretty much through all of it. I haven't finished it off just because it was like the last one that I was listening to at work. And I've been sick as, as since then, so I just haven't been listening to anything. I haven't been doing anything. I've been sleeping. But um, again, I'll have a link to the YouTube uh, video for that if you'd like to watch it there. Uh, or you can go on to your podcatchers just like how you did with mine. Search for the sound test and uh, I believe this is the second season. I can't quite recall, but 
This was posted back on the February 21st, and this is number eight with uh, Robin Beanland. I just, I love that the Rare staff is getting out there and talking about the game, talking about their experiences and how they've kind of done different things to to bring about the world that we're, that we're kind of living in with Sea of Thieves. Um, just an awesome introduction for, especially for the sounds of Sea of Thieves. I actually really love that. Alright pirates, so as I slowly degrade in quality, I'm going to try and knock these last couple items off the docket just to make sure that uh, I get them out into the world to make sure that you have a chance to take a look at them if you're interested. The first one is coming to us from Registella, who is gone far beyond doing just a regular captain's log and has actually created his own fan fiction. So a lot of you who are not familiar with fan fiction, uh, this is basically trying to merge multiple universes together because you're so much of a fan of it. I know I've definitely uh, looked into other fan fictions just in the past as far as like different universes that are now dead, that the only way that those universes continue on is purely through the, the fan base, you know, creating uh, lore for Tron or lore for Gargoyles or, um, you know, I think there's even some out there that I've seen where people have tried to create new episodes for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. So this is in that line. This is uh, taking um, the, the fanfic from uh, My Little Pony to Sea of Thieves, which seems like an interesting mashup. Um, but this is definitely someone that has Regis has gone in and put a lot of his time and effort into writing this. This is something that he actually started off back in October and has been consistently writing chapters of this story up until March. Uh, I think the latest episode just came out in March. So it's a lot to read through. So if you do want to dive into that and offer some thoughts or criticisms or just congratulations to taking time to try and build out this story then you can definitely do it um i'll leave a link to that in the show notes the other one comes in from alistair uh groovy beard who has an idea that i've been sitting on for a while because i really don't know how to really bring this up because this is kind of an it's it's an interesting idea but it's hard to actually try and understand like where I can fit this into uh, an episode to kind of talk about. So I figured now is as, as good a time as any to get into it since we're talking about fan fiction and creating your own stories in Sea of Thieves as well as outside of Sea of Thieves. Um, Groovy Beard wrote into me with an idea of doing uh, a two-year anniversary episode where people can kind of write in some of their stories about what their pirate was like when the game started and what their pirate is like now. Uh, so he wrote in, he's got a couple other friends who have some stories, but he's already got one. That's his first guy. And his name is general Nom. Uh, he says my character Nom was a cartographer and was informed about the seas by a letter from an old friend, but he's taken an interest in studying the curses, artifacts and general anomalies in the sea of thieves. Currently, I'm trying to expand his character uh, to include a story about a mysterious book and a cursed sword that he found on the seas. And for the future, I'm going to make some kind of environment. This is him talking, by the way, some kind of involvement with whatever the stranger's doing. But I don't want to jump on the gun on what Rare's doing with that. So he goes on to tell me the story of Alistair Groofybeard, who was a merchant that came to the Sea of Thieves to escape wrongful imprisonment, something I know a lot of pirates can understand. But throughout the seas, his past came back to haunt him. Currently, that past has come back through his true name, the notorious murderer, 
Albinus Robichaud. But at times it lingers, and Alistair is in a mental struggle against two personalities, fighting for control. For the future, Alistair is going to face Flameheart, and the battle will change his life forever. Now, if you have a story of your pirate, much like how Alistair wrote into me, I would love to hear more of these. I'd like to get more of them together to kind of share the tales of your pirates, uh, something that's that's good enough to, um, or not good enough, but you know, short enough that I can kind of talk about it on the podcast and hang on to it as soon as I get a few of them and talk about some of the things that have changed your pirate's character, if, if that's what you have. A lot of people love to role play, and a lot of people really like to enjoy building up this this story of their pirate since it's always just kind of our pirate in the game it makes sense that um that they would want to do something to kind of show the the passage of time to show like how your pirates change whether it be physical or mental or both uh so feel free to share those stories uh if for for later on i want to make sure that i i kind of share some of your tales the last thing that i wanted to go over from the community uh comes in from the professor on the keelhalt podcast discord he writes in a small little excerpt that I really appreciated that I liked because uh, it leads into some of the story going into the future of Sea of Thieves. He writes in and says, I was just a simple sailor when I entered the Shroud. Granted, I had ambitions of gold and glory, but my intentions were not malvolent. Or malvolent? <laughs> Every sail on the horizon offered potential allies, and I had a pledge to only fire if fired upon. Over time, those good intentions began to change as suspicion grew based on repeated encounters with hostile ships. Caution and avoidance became the mode of operation for a time. Everything changed with the season of giving. As I sailed the seas attempting to give gifts away, my generosity was repeatedly met with cannon, sword, pistol, and flames even when I tried to include a reaper's chest in the bargain. Repeated encounters with Flameheart's minions and the evil intent of the denizens of this sea have turned my heart cold. I am beginning to see Flameheart's point of view. The seas must be purged. The seas must burn. Pirates, again, uh... Because of the circumstances, I'm going to cut this one a little bit short. I do apologize for the lack of content, but I am struggling here. Uh, if, it, if it's not apparent, I do apologize. So hopefully uh, this will subside and I can get back to normal next week. This week we have the Heart of Fire Tall Tale coming into the game, as well as the Chain Shot, the Blender Shot, and a whole bunch of mischief and hijinks to be had. So I hope you all have a wonderful time. I will be diving into it on Wednesday as well. Don't forget, you can buy the Valiant Sales till March 11th. Those are the St. Jude Charity Sales. I have mine. I love them. 
and I'm glad that I could have helped to support the cause. Uh, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Again, I, I really I hate doing shorter episodes because it doesn't feel like I'm doing you justice, and I want to make sure that I do you justice with every episode. Um, it was suggested that I don't even do an episode this week, and if you know me, you know that's not really possible. Uh, so, if you have a chance, um, please uh, apologize for this episode. Again, I'm so sorry. I, I really wanted to give you a good episode this week. I had such cool ideas and plans and I got, I got one of those in, um, but it just doesn't feel like it's been done justice. So I'm, I'm hoping that you'll, you'll give me a mulligan on this one and, and, uh, we'll, we'll pick back up with the, the awesomeness that I try to do every single week for you. Uh, if you want to show your love, if you want to show your support, there's many ways that you can do that. Um, feel free to write into me with your captain's logs or your first mate's logs, share, share your stories with me, either through discord or Twitter, uh, email, uh, Facebook. You can always um, sign up for the Keelhauled podcast on Facebook. I'm on there. If you want to share this, the, the podcast itself, you can always find it on iTunes, Google Play. Um, you can find us over on Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. We're on pretty much all the, the platforms. So just search for Keelhauled podcast and you'll find me. Um, if you want to get a hold of me directly, you can always reach me on Twitter at CAPT underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always send me an email at Captain Logan or C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. And you can always join the, the Discord server. Uh, links are always in the show notes. Um, there's merchandise available if you'd like to buy some to support me. Um, I just recently got some 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 influx for cash for that, which helped pay off some of the uh, the production costs. So uh, I streamed the other night and I had a good time with that. So when I'm back up to, to 100% and I'm back on my game, I'm going to be jumping back into streams and trying to get some more uh, content out there for you so that you can have uh, multiple ways to engage if you if you want. And with that, Pirates, um, gosh, you know, I had a really good time. Uh, I, I really had a good time this, this last week and I had a good story that I wanted to share about my voyages with, um, DJ Redcap or Captain Redcap, uh, on Australia servers. Cause I feel like I brought a little bad luck to him, but I'm going to have to save that story for a different time. Uh, when I can, I can share it properly, <laughs> but pirates, I'm going to, I'm going to head back to bed. I'm going to go lay down and try and get over this and i hope you all have a wonderful week stay safe out there stay healthy (laughs) don't don't lick things whatever you do don't listen to me don't lick things please and with that pirates that's gonna do it i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves